We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. So my name is Claudius Winter, and I'm a licensed financial coach. How I help someone, or how someone benefit from coming to work with me or get connected with me, is by me bringing Wall Street to Main Street. By teaching you those financial concepts that the big banks, the insurance companies, and the markets companies don't want you to know. So you learn those concepts and you can benefit that for you and your family. You are now watching and listening to the Tina Ramsey show and podcast. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show on today. I know it's the day of love, <laughs> but we could not let you go out without having our next featured guest. This is our special series for 2022 called our Message of Hope series, in which we are spotlighting just some of the most amazing entrepreneurs and influencers that are truly making a positive impact in the world. And today is following in the same theme because today we have this amazing powerhouse. He is Kevin Mack. Macklemore. Ooh, that sounds like love, don't it? <laughs> okay. So we have him coming on the show today and he has some amazing things that are happening and we want to share all of his life with you on today. So you know what time it is. It's not time to Netflix and chill. It's time for the Tina Ramsey show and podcast. So go grab a seat, get a snack, and we'll be back in a moment. Welcome to the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast, a show to motivate you and introduce you to celebrities, authors, singers, coaches, and standout entrepreneurs that are making a positive impact in the world. Men and women coming together to share knowledge, having upbuilding conversations centered around business, wellness, and life. We connect you with some amazing people and opportunities. It's your time to shine and we help you do that. We love sharing your stories of success and spotlighting you, the entrepreneur. We love to laugh. We love to smile. 
We love to celebrate you and we love having fun. So go grab a seat, get a snack, and don't forget your beverage. It's time for you to come share, shine, and grow. Yes, this time for the Tina Ramsey Show. Let's get started with your host, Coach Tina Ramsey. So today, without further ado, we would like to welcome Kevin McLemore to the stage. He is a humble man. He is a great man of passion and zest for life. He loved telling your stories and he devoted his life to motivating other people. He has a strong commitment to faith and family, and he believes in being kind and setting big goals, pursuing them and achieving them with his dreams. He is also a podcast network producer. He is an author. He's a family person. He's a friend. And I am so excited to welcome to you, to introduce to you, the amazing Kevin McLemore. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, (laughs) Tina. I I was starting it when you start to make that introduction. I was kind of looking around to see when the hell is she talking about? I, I, I want to find that dude. <laughs> it's a you and you and you. It's you. I am so happy to have you on this show because one thing that we are uh, about, which most people may not know our new viewers right now, I actually started this show as homage as for my father because I wanted to show positivity in media in regards to all people, but especially people of melanated, that's melanated. So that you can see, hey, 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 it's positivity everywhere, especially in our community as well. And you are definitely one of those people who is doing so many amazing things um, for family, for community, and using your voice in a positive way in your platform. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. No, thank thank you. I, I am just doing... Um the work of a higher power. Um, I, I've got a great commitment to uh, my faith. Um, I've had a lot of people going going through my life that um, deposited more things than they withdrew from me. And um, I learned, you know, my grandfather told me when you get to a place that you can help someone else, it's your duty to do so. And um, services, that's what I'm about. But the key thing he always told me, he says, if people start to get heavy, he says he's not going to carry them around. So, um, you know, that's something that plays in the back of my mind every single day. So um, I, I, I've got a higher calling and I'm guided by someone that um, has been there, done that long before me. I'm just I'm just playing the hand that I'm dealt. Well, I love that you are answering the call because many times we know it's something that we're supposed to be doing, but we, we refuse to do it. But you are walking in it. And you are doing such an amazing job in regards to how you're using um, media in a positive way, Um, not just to position um, ones of color, but also to position individuals who are just positive. And we're all about that as well. So I'm glad and really honored that you're here. I love that you're also have your own network with your son. I love the camaraderie of family. And so, and I also love that you're our second man, yes, for our mission uh, of, or our message of hope series, kicking off the men edition. So I could not do it without you and all these powerhouse men. So tell us a little bit about Kevin McLemore. Tell us a little bit about what maybe someone, when they look at you, they see all of your accolades. I mean, they see everything that you're doing, but 
who was who was little Kevin? <laughs> well, I I am I am going to, to tell you, um, Kevin is one of thirteen blended family. Um, grew up in Dayton, Ohio, five fifty nine Cedarhurst Avenue was 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 the home that uh, I first knew my father and mother, Leroy, uh, Macklemore, Norma Macklemore, now Norma Jean Lartique. Um, you know, I don't think my story is much different from um, anyone else. I always tell people that none of us have a original story. The only difference is the characters and the location. But we all seem to have our struggles, and uh, mine was no different. The only difference is, is that when I was in the third grade and my world changed, when I, I went to school that morning, like any other third grader, came home, turned the key to the lock, and my world changed. Found out that my mother had relocated to Beverly Hills 9021 um, with company left my father with eight children at that that time at 559 Cedarhurst. And my father systematically had a better relationship with a bottle. And no, my father was a good man. Um, it's just that, um, you know, sometimes when you put systems, um, put a system in your system that has its own agenda, it actually don't, doesn't follow life's plans. It, it creates corruption and destruction. And lucky for me, my father had a big enough heart that he put his children in, in a place that was safe, his home his parents' home. And my grandparents, Anne and Joe Phillips, were my first parental role model that showed me basically what life was all about and what family was all about. Um, like any other kid, um, I quite didn't follow all the rules. Um, parents and my mother and father baptized us as Catholic. My grandparents were um, Baptists, and so every Sunday in our Sunday best. But, you know, in, in the house, um, I portrayed Kevin McLemore one way out in the streets. I portrayed Kevin McLemore in the way that I thought um, I should be portrayed. And I w probably wasn't making good choices. But if it had not been for me um, protecting one of my neighborhood friends, and then months later, um, just weeks before I was to enter high school at Dayton Roosevelt, uh, ran into this person again. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the braveness that Kevin had in his heart did not match um, the steel that the person carried in their pocket. Um, that night I found out two things and I'm giving you the abbreviated version of, of the story. I found out one, um, I had war class speed and didn't know it. The second, I reattached my heart and my mind to my faith and I asked God if he got me home without any bullet holes that I was gonna change and that I did. And luckily for me that um, when I entered the hallway of Dayton Roosevelt, high school in Dayton, Ohio, one of the most successful high schools for any athlete. Lucinda Adams, um, Olympic gold medalist, was one of my coach and many other people. Um, I stood in a room and a guy by the name of Joe Russo asked how many of the boys in the, in the gym was going to go out and play freshman football. Every young man raised his hand with the exception of me. I looked around and kind of looked back and I caught the eye of a young, young lady by the name of Pam Jones. She looked at me and said, you know, and this is all in my mind. She never actually said it. She probably still to this day doesn't even know I existed. Said, if you play football, I'll come to every single game. And as the player that I knew, as awkward as I was, raised my hand up. You know, when two weeks went by, told my dad every single day that I was on the freshman football team. Did not know that my father had his own agenda and decided to take off work of his third ship job third shift job and give me a ride to football practice. Never knew that I was supposed to get dirty. Never knew that I had was supposed to sweat, supposed to stink and all this other stuff. 
And all I knew is my father found out that I had lied to him, that um, life would be different. And luckily for me, he dropped me off. I ran down to Coach Russo and my life began. I asked Coach Russo, please let me on the football team because my dad found out that I lied to him. Two things in our house that wasn't acceptable, liars and thieves. Capital punishment was on the agenda and I did not want to suffer the wrath of my father. And lucky for me, Joe Russo changed my life. I went from being an angry man to an angry football player. And the nice thing about it, I can bust someone's butt and not go to jail for it. And uh, I became a star. So that's that's little Kevin. Well, little Kevin, whoo! Little Kevin had a very diverse life to say I, it, to leave. Chance and choice. That's all it's about, chance and choice. But what I particular love on the story, even though you had the ups and downs, because many times one see your glory, but they haven't heard your story. So they see Kevin now. They didn't understand all the trials and tribulations. And maybe you didn't realize it, it was trials and tribulations at that point. It was just life, living life right. um, that you was going through. And just happenstance, when you prayed to God, when you saw, you say, okay, God, if you get me through this, then I promise I'm going to do that. And from that moment, how your life started changing. Also, I would like to, first of all, get some accolades to your father. Because when he saw when your mother and your father broke up and he saw that it was just too much for him to handle, he had the wisdom enough to send you to your grandparents' home. And see, and see that many times you try to like buckle down and you try to handle all of it yourself when you know you can't handle it. And so I just want to give him his accolades for, for seeing that, okay, this is too much for me to handle right now, but I want to make sure that my children are in a safe place. And so all of that from being your grandparents' home actually start building the Kevin that we see today through that good decision that your father made in his most difficult time in his life. So uh, my grandfather, my father was actually raised by his grandparents as well. So I connect with you on that, listening to my father's stories of my grandparents and ha having them as a matriarch in the family of the wisdom that our grandparents have, um, the experiences that they have that actually help form and develop not only communities, but new generations through their wisdom and knowledge. And I can see and hear a lot of like people used to tell me I'm an old soul. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I can hear that wisdom in the way that you speak. Uh, and th their wisdom is living within you because they instilled in you values and different things like that. So I really appreciate you being honest and transparent, the ups and the downs. So what we're going to do right now is going to take a small commercial break and we will be back in a moment with Kevin McElroy. Make sure to tune in, like, follow, share this is C. Reggie Rogers, number one relationship coach, where you get dating from an expanded conscious perspective. I always give you real talk about real relationships. I loved being on the Tina Ramsey show. She is a great, great, great host. She asks great, great questions so that our audience gets great, great answers. It was so much fun being on her show. She's a great host. Listen, you're watching and you're listening to the Tina Ramsey show. 
And just like that, we are back. Make sure to like and follow the amazing C. Reggie Rogers. He is also another amazing uh, TV show host where you can go and get some exciting and entertaining news and information from his platform as well. It was a pleasure having him on the show. And now let me bring back onto the show the amazing Mr. Kevin. <laughs> All, right. All right. So you played football. And you, well, pretty much you figured out a constructive way to deal with your anger without being incarcerated. Let's put it like that, because you you said that you was angry and you figured out a way to play football. And in your mind, this woman was going to come to every game to watch you. I think her name was Pam, you said. Yeah, Pam. And so uh, all of this, I, I could see that you had a very imaginary, like a, uh, a mind that just always going. And so it takes me all the way to this. You played football. You had this wonderful imagination. You used a constructive way to deal with your anger, which was football. You found out how fast you can really run when you had a little sticky situation. But then you decide to <laughs> go a whole 360 and start writing books. So what made Kevin, the football player, to start writing books? Well, I, I'm going to segue back um, to the earlier part of the conversation. Okay. I have known where I was going to be today when I was in the third grade. When I, I looked at the landscape of what my life and the things I had control of, I said, you know, right now, between now and 18 years old, someone else is guiding me and my, my, my future. But once I got control of my own life, I was going to take control. Football just happened to be one of those vehicles that ended me, landed me in a safe place, surrounded me with uh, like-minded people and gave me the structure and the foundation of how I live, live today. Taught me how to show up to work on time. Taught me how, how to put in a day's work. Taught me how to be as committed to the task at hand as the people that were creating the task for me. It also taught me how to be patient, taught me the, the value of true friendship and teamwork, but it also taught me how to be present. How, how, how to wear that uniform and be proud of what you represent and make sure that you did not throw a cloud of doubt on what you uh, were standing for. Um, you know, even when I speak to young people that today, everyone's talked about discovering your why. And I'm going to be honest with you. Your why keeps um, being redefined in every aspect of your life as your environment changes. And the more times you pay attention to why you're doing something now and the outcome is in your favor, layers start to begin and then the picture starts to become um, um, uh, more in focus. Um, writing books, um, I knew at the third grade that I was going to be uh, an author. I just didn't know what book I was going to write. You know, if someone had told me that I almost graduated from one of the historically black colleges, Central State University, my junior year, um, that I had the potential to graduate without formally learning how to read or write, um, I would have told you true story. But when I say chance and choices, I could either went ahead and graduated based on my uh, athletic ability and people like me, um, or I can go ahead and be a product of the conversation I was, uh, I was gonna have because my parents told me that the most dangerous man on the planet was a, man, a black man with an education. I wanted to be lethal. And I wanted to make sure that another child did not walk in my footsteps. And in the event that they did, I wanted to make sure they had a safe place to land. So 
writing became learning because I had to learn how to write. I learned, I still struggle with it. I'm not the best at what, what I do, but I'm a good storyteller and I write the way that I speak. Um, if talk, if someone wants to correct me, uh, however that may be, you know, we got those people out there that want to be right all the time. And I say, let you have your lane. But the key thing is when you put pen to paper and people always ask me, how do you write? You want to make sure you have a story to tell and that your story is going to change someone else's life. I never sought out to be a best-selling um, author, but I had a higher purpose, and that's to educate people and provide people with opportunity, which is the reason why part of my mission is hope, helping other people every single day. So book one uh, was written out of, um, I, I would say, uh, male envy. I had a fraternity brother that had been published, and I said, I'm a lot smarter than him. And I wrote a book called Elvis, uh, Letters to Elvis. And that book was, I had blew up my knee, I was at my beach house in Bethany Beach, and I saw people celebrating, and no one had ever written a book about uh, the fans. And so I interviewed a lot of people and told their story. The second book, which I almost threw away, and lucky for me, that Selena Hodge, Hodges, my uh, editor, told me not to. Um, I wrote a book called Sprinkles, The True Spirit of Christmas. Had been given that story away as a party favor. I told it every single Christmas because my grandfather was a master storyteller. And I wish I had remembered a lot of his stories, but this is the only one that I remember and I created when I started having a family of my own. And the whole book is all about kindness, being kind to other people, overcoming stereotypes and biases, and finding out what, what Christmas was really about. X's and O's, the book that we, we may talk about today, was um, came from my journal. I started journaling in 1973 as I entered high school at Dayton Roosevelt and journaled until my last entry, March 1st, 2019. Um, oh, that's a beautiful cover. I can't wait to meet that man. Um, the book has less to do about football and more about life experiences. And uh, if it had not been for me having a concussion, being hit in the head with a barbell at my, my current job on March 2nd, um, I don't think that book would ever existed. I went through two weeks and didn't remember one person in my family. I actually thought, um, my, my wife was the person that hit me inside the head and was very uncomfortable. And it wasn't until the point that I was in home by myself and I started to explore my surroundings, pulled on my laptop, normally needed pass passcode to get in. It just opened up. It was like a divine intervention. I had already started to transpose my um, journal into a manuscript and I started to read. And I read my own life story in first person. And I, when I um, drew back the um, and turned to the last page, I came in and asked my wife, um, do you know who wrote this story? And she goes, what's wrong with you? And uh, she said, you did. And I said, it made me laugh, it made me cry, and it made me wanna fight this concussion. Because when you talk about um, when your head is fragmented, it's like the matrix. When I'm trying to make sense, um, nothing in my head is making sense. And then my mouth starts to open and I'm sitting there writing, you know, like a roller coaster playing and says, please, I hope I say something that makes sense because my biggest fear in life is someone assuming or thinking that I'm going to be dumb, which is the reason why when I uh, created my logo, you'll see one fist that is full of colors, full of power. And you see another one that that power and that education is being transferred. You know, you talked about, you know, old school sitting on the porch, getting that knowledge from the old heads. Yeah. Hey, that's what talking with Kevin and his son is all about. That's my purpose. 
It's just to leave this place in a better place than it was when I, when I showed up. And then hopefully I'll touch a life that they will continue my legacy. Well, you definitely will. You're touching lives right now. And so let's piggyback back on uh, your book uh, about the true spirit of Christmas, where you actually won a distinguished award for that book, because that was the book that you thought that you was going to trash, but your editor told you not to do it. So how did you feel on the book that you said, oh, I'm I'm going to trash this, but you went forward because she said so, and then you get an award for it. So how did that feel? You know something? Um I'm probably a lot like you. I know when I interviewed you, we, we don't, when you do so many things, you don't want to talk about yourself because to other people that are not living true to their purpose, it seems like bragging. And my son, we had an interview when I, I first started my podcast or we started our podcast. Um, my son said, dad, why do you always downplay what you, what you do? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, well, you know, I don't want to bore anybody. He says, dad, he says, your failures, are most people's dreams. And I sat back and I go, 24 years old, he's educating the old man. I said, shut up, boy, come on, sit back there, go back there. And I and I thought about it. And, um, you know, if it had not been for um, Salida, because I, I sent the manuscript to her because we we're working on another book. And um, she told me to stop giving it away. She goes, this is gold. Um, we're going to publish this. And, um, and then to turn around, I have been um, nominated for X's and O's mm-hmm. for the Distinguished Author Guild Award, which Oprah Winfrey, Maya Angelou, Frederick Douglass, E.D. Du Bois, and a bunch of other Black notable scholars have been uh, nominated for. And I submitted um, Sprinkles. And I thought X's and O's, psh, slam dunk. But when Sprinkles came out, I, I will tell you, I couldn't watch the show. I was driving and I had to pull over and I called, um, matter of fact, Michelle Cox called me. She had just won, won an award and she called me to tell me that, did I see that I won an award? I was crying like a baby. I pulled over, I couldn't even drive my own car because I, I caught the tail end, end of it thinking I had missed it. And then when they said, you know, um, for best, I forgot what category was in, Sprinkles, The True Spirit of Christmas. And I found out that uh, I was an award-winning author And knowing my story that I almost graduated, not being able to read or write or people thinking I'm dumb. I called my mom and I told her, I said, mom, you have a son that's smart. Mm. Damn you, Tina, you did the same thing that I did to you on your, your show. You got me choked up. I'm swell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I thought I had my stuff together. Yeah, I am human. You uh, got me, Tina. Listen, listen, listen. It wasn't intentional. It's just I needed you. Oh to, no, you you did an Oprah thing. Know. You did an Oprah thing. You I needed you to slow down, Kevin. <laughs> I needed you to slow down because you was going like this. I need you to slow down, and I needed you for a moment to take in what that means. Yeah. You were a boy that felt like you wasn't smart enough. And then you also live the journey because you are very talented in football that you almost graduate from one of the top schools and not being able to read and write proficiently. And then you decided that you were not going to be a statistic. Then you went on at third grade, going back to little Kevin. Yeah. Third grade, you knew you was going to be a writer, an author. 
And then to not only, you knew you was going to be an author, but you didn't know that Big Kevin was going to be an award-winning author. So I needed you to go back or to bring you forward to let you see just in that one area, you are smart. You're intelligent. You're everything that you ever desired that you wanted to become. You are that person. It's not a dream anymore. It's reality. And you manifest it. God helped you get to that point. And so that is not something that you just go over. And I'm like, I'm like, you, and not only an author, award-winning author, but the word distinguished is yeah. attached to you. Distinguished yeah. author. Okay. That's not something that everybody holds, especially who has your story. Right. And so for that young boy or that young girl that's sitting in the classroom and they feel that they're not smart, they feel, they want to become an author, but they may have teachers that are not supportive and saying, you will never be able to do this. Or you might be in the family or have siblings or children bullying them saying, oh, you're dumb. You're not smart. You will never be able to do this. You'll never be able to do that. When they hear your story and the ones who see this on television, they, they can see themselves in you and say, wait, if he can do that, I can do it too. Even if they don't have people around them that are positive. Remember, our environment is what changes our perspective. And so thanks to virtual digital things, our environment can be in different areas through the, through the palms of our hand. And right. so access that children may not have had because there's not a mentor program in their area. This, this segment can be their, their mentor session. Right. They can see that. And so I wanted them to be able to see a football player, a father, a, a husband, a dad, uh, a stand-up person within the community, even within the challenges, still overcame. And now look, whoo, the world sees the greatness, okay? <laughs> and so that is a big, big thing. So I'm just excited for you and um, and everything that you are actually doing. And you are a very humble man. You guys, if you want to know more about him, because he's not going to tell you every little thing, but he is not only award-winning um, author, he has his own network as well. And we're going to talk about see, I say talk because I'm southern. Because <laughs> I'm southern. But what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a small commercial break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna we're gonna well I'll be proper. We will discuss some more of Kevin's life when we come back from this commercial break. Yo, yo, right now I want to give a huge shout out to Tina Ramsey and the Tina Ramsey show. I was a guest on her show about three months ago and the response was outstanding. And she continued to support my brand, continued to support everything that I do as an actor, as a singer, and as an author. Um, my book sales have skyrocketed uh, since I did her show. So I just wanted to give a shout out and a huge thank you to Tina Ramsey. And remember to hit Amazon and type in This Week and get the book by Mac Wells that will inspire you, that will encourage you to have the best weeks of your life. Tina Ramsey, you're the truth. And just like that, we are back and I come along with the friend whom you may ask, the amazing Kevin. 
And thank you, big shout out to Matt Wells. Make sure to check him out. You can see him on the bit screen, the smile screen. The man is everywhere. He's also an author as well. And he's also a man within the community making a positive impact. So let's go right back into uh, your life, your story. Um, I love the fact that they, that the young boys who are about, I see you. Y'all don't comment like the women do, but I see you. <laughs> um, Kevin, I'm just so proud of you. And I really, really love what you're doing with your son. Um, you have more than one book. Before we go there, I want them to also see, because we talked about the X's and the O's. And so I want them to know about your new book that you actually have out that is just seven days old. Tell us a little bit about Dating with a Full Day. I love that title. <laughs> well, the cover is beautiful. If you get the paperback, it, the texture of the book, it feels romantic. It, it makes you feel a kind of way. The content will blow your way. I am a man that took my first divorce, my only divorce, and made something positive out of, out of it. Um, the key thing is when people break up, we, send, we tend to point our fingers and say, this is the reason why. But relationships are created with two people. The separation relationships create, are, are destroyed by two people. So when you look for the answers as to why the union parted, the first thing you got to do is look in the mirror and be honest with the person looking back at you. And I, I took that truth of being authentic with myself and holding myself to responsibility and also um, being accountable because I know my kids one day would have questions. And I said, well, let me write something that's going to help someone um, because relationships take work. Um, the system allows relationships to, to, to fall apart because we make it easy because people are out there that financially um, gain from uh, destruction of our uh, personal lives. And I said, we're going to make it fun. I had a lot of friends that gave me a lot of advice. Go to this dating app, go to that. And I'm going, no, I'm old school. I'm going to meet someone walking in the grocery store, the Home Depot, the way it, it's supposed to be. I don't need permanent. I don't need perfect. And um, I, I, you know, everything's a work in progress. And, um, and I said, let me educate young men on how to be true and to themselves and be better men for women. And then let me, on the other side, Put out the conversation of understanding the plight um, uh, of the man, especially the black man, um, because I always say being a black man is an adventure um, and we're an endangered species. And so um, uh, and then I wanted to make it fun. So basically, there's 54 cards in there, two are jokers, um, and they're set up in order for you to answer a question uh, in detail that you kind of skimmed over or avoid having a conversation not ready to have. But the other uh, 52 cards are all conversational cards. It allows you to have an hour and a half of sheer pleasure and fun and prevents you from stepping into those landmines that will set up uh, a date for failure so you can't have a second date. So this book is all about creating an opportunity for a second date. But it does um, disclose without you even knowing everything you're going to learn about a person in six months you're going to learn in an hour and a half of the very first conversation unless you're not authentic and honest with yourself and so um i dedicated the book not only to my ex-wife but also to my mom and dad because without the lessons of life and seeing how brave my parents were to make a choice that was best for them not necessarily best for me i have to respect them and give them their props 
Oh, yeah. So. Um, I totally agree with you. Um, many times relationships do fall apart, but the parents decide to stay together because of the children. And so the children thinking it's going to benefit the children, but sometimes it does the complete opposite because they're staying just in for the sake of the children, but they're creating an unhealthy environment because either one of them don't want to be together anymore. And so it's very difficult for parents who separate the two living in the same house when that relationship has run its course. And the children, uh, they are they're going to be recipients of the negative energy and everything that's going on, even though they did it for the sake of the children. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But the fact of the matter is your parents made a decision that this was not working. And then they made your father made uh, a great decision to send you to your to send you all to your grandparents. And then all of this kind of like piggyback off of one another in the progression of your life. And now you're using your life as a living, breathing testimony to instill uh, and empower and motivate the next generation through your storytelling. Um, you are an excellent storytelling. The way that you, uh, the way that you speak, it conveys action along with, when I hear you speak, it creates pictures in my mind. Like I actually see different things like when you're speaking because you have such a eloquent way of putting the right words together to take you on a journey through words. Now that is a gift. I mean, anybody can, can discuss, anyone can talk, anyone can do all these different things, but it takes a special type of person that has a gift that can take you on a journey with just words. You're, you're, you're exactly right. And, and believe it or not, um, you're not the first person that told me that. I have a mm -hmm. good friend. He is by far um, one of the most successful motivational speakers um, on this planet. I have a great deal of respect for him. He's a friend. Uh, he's a mentor without cause, and he doesn't even know he was a mentor to me. Um, and I'll tell you a story about him one day. Um, Brother Les Brown told me the same thing. He, oh, wow. you know, and this has been repeated throughout my lifetime, third grade. My Uncle Bill says, you know, uh, boy, I got to go out and get the world ready for you. It's not ready for you. I got to go out and get the world. I had no idea what is what um, what he was saying, and uh, I thought he was just blowing smoke in my butt. And then when I heard Coach Russo say it, he said the same thing. Then I then I heard um, uh, another one of my cousins, Ronnie, say it. And then as an adult, I'm Les Brown's personal trainer. He had just married Gladys Knight, and we were talking, and he goes, "Boy," and he got he's got that million dollar smile. He says. I got to go out and get this world ready for you. The world ain't ready. And I'm going, who in the hell keeps passing this line around to all these people? What the hell does this mean? And it wasn't until I had my own children that it came in clear focus is that I had a higher purpose to set an example, not only for my children, but for children that didn't have a person in their life in order to have an example for. I had to raise the bar, bar, bar higher for me um, so I can carry someone up to where the view of this world and opportunities were plentiful. Because when, when you're down at this level and you think you're in the hood, um, you, you, you only see what you're exposed to. But I'm going to tell you through the power of sports and travel, when I got a chance to see that other people that look like me were living different, that everyone 
didn't have, you know, broken down cars, you know, um, sitting in their driveway in the backyards or Mrs. Jackson was this or that and whatever. And that people were giving you, I start paying attention. Mm-hmm. And when I, I write, I write with great intentions to make a difference. And I tell the story and I write the way that I speak. You know, I'm never going to write a literary masterpiece, but I am going to always write something that's going to move you to do better. Mm-hmm. And yes, and yes. And so I see personally, I know personally how powerful words are, the words that we speak to ourselves, as well as the words that we use in the world. Um, and so thinking about you and what you're actually doing, you have taken your gift of speech, of words, and you have taken it to the next level. We already know about your books, but now you're taking it to something that you're joining camaraderie with your, your son. And you call it, you have it behind you, talking with W-I-T. <laughs> you know, did you yep. know to put the spelling? W-I-T, Kevin and Son. So tell us what that show uh, is all about. Well, it's about p- finding people you should know, giving a platform to everyday people that are doing great things, giving back to the community and allowing their stories to be told. Some of these people will never make it to Good Morning America. The only time they're going to make it to uh, the six o'clock news because they only report the negative. We don't report the positive. But I wanted to supply a or provide a platform where that we can tell a story that needed to be told. I wanted to bring my son into it because I didn't want him to spend 40 years of his life the way that I did of working at someone else's dream. I wanted him to know what entrepreneurship was like. My son um, attended uh, CIA, Culinary Institute, um, Culinary Institute CIA. I can't even think what the acronym is. But anyway, it's uh, about food. You know, they teach all the master chefs, Gordon Ramsay and all these other people. But, you know, his first experience in, in the working world, he worked for a tire. And it broke my heart. And I said, let me bring you into the fold, provide you with a platform. So when my my days um, come to an end, this is how you build up a legacy. Um, he steps in. Um, the only, only thing is, the only time because of what he does as a chef, the only day that he had free open was Mondays. So we always report on Mondays. And when pandemic lifted um, and all the um, um, restaurants needed help, you know, he ended up working seven for seven. So I said, I'm going to keep your seat warm uh, until we build this platform. And we're going to bring you back when you don't have to work for someone else. I created um, 10 United with the same purpose, because I realized when I jumped on Clubhouse, there were a lot of people claiming to be experts of what they do when it comes to podcasts. And I researched the living crap out of it. And I'm saying, it's just like, you know, the seven steps to becoming a millionaire. How come they're not more millionaires? And I said, because people don't realize the process is the same. It's the work ethic that makes it different, being consistent. And one of the things is I don't need sleep. I do need food. I need to surround myself with good people. And that's the reason why you collaborate with like-minded people. Everyone can't ride this train that you and I are on because they're not deserving. But if I find an individual that wants to show up to work and make sure that RMK production uh, is successful. Then I show up every single day that when I add a podcaster to 10 United, that I work in order to make you successful. Um, and that's the reason why, even when I had you on, on, on my um, podcast, 
you know, we can't do this thing alone. There's 241 million people in the United States and 8 billion people. If we all collect our stuff and hold it to ourselves, legacy cannot be built. Mm-hmm. You know, if we keep going at each other because we, we do like-minded business, um, businesses will be destroyed. We can't create another Black Wall Street unless we decide to put every brick on together and work it out. And that's the reason why I said I got mad respect for what you're doing. You know, I will support you 24-7. I ride and die with the things you would do. Anything that I have, you have. And I hopefully you feel the same way that we do. But, um, you know, I, I will tell anyone that's listening to this podcast that has no idea what you want to do in life, but you like to talk. Being a black podcaster is big business. It's going to be big business for a long time. Get into this business, but find someone like Tina and myself that truly care and not going to try to, do, to make more withdrawals from your um, bank account. And yes, you're going to have to invest in yourself. Neither one of our services are free, but we, we, we do it at a value and the value that we return to you. We want you to return to back to the community or somebody else. So um, get on this train because right now um, advertisers and um, sponsors know that right now betting on black is a winning hand every single time. That's just kind of segues from dating with a full deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're a storyteller. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you as uh, Kevin was talking, I was actually showing you his website. I'm actually going to do it again because this is actually his website. He has his own podcasting network as well. So all of you podcasters that are out there, you already know that we have CTR Media Network. But one thing that we're big on is connecting you with other people that's doing the exact same thing that's bringing value. And like Kevin said, we're all about not just take not about the money. We are about building legacy and community and being part of a winning team. And so that's why I brought him on. Many people like uh, Kevin and I in the same genre, they were like, oh, you can't come on our show. But we're complete opposite. <laughs> we're like, come on the show. I want my people to know about you and vice versa. So it is an honor to have my brother from another mother doing the exact same thing. Yeah, and we are supporting each other, letting you guys see this is how true collaboration and this is how true working together um, and understanding that you can't do it alone. This is how it works. Okay. Because he brings something different to the table than I bring, but together we are powerful, okay? And so once we start getting the mindset of working together with like-minded individuals, that's all going to put in the work, then amazing things can happen. So right now, I want you guys to make sure to hop on over. He has a YouTube channel as well. And yes, he got me all teary-eyed on his interview. <laughs> so, so make sure to check him out on YouTube as well because I was honored to be a featured guest on his show as well. Um, and so make sure to hit that subscribe button. Just don't go over there and follow the, the watch. Hit the subscribe button. It's free. So hit his subscribe button so that you can be alerted to all of his um different interviews that's going to be coming on now and in the future so kevin let's talk a little bit about in general not just within our community but in general let's talk a little little bit about forgiveness 
because this is the season in which I feel that we're living in this season of, we want everyone to have this uh, season of hope, but also within that, some people have been really, really hurt. So any advice that you have for individuals who may be battling with uh, forgiveness? Um, how much time do I have? Because I'll, I'll try to make a long story short. You you have as much time as you need. Go ahead. Well, when you talk, talk about this, uh, about forgiveness. I'm going to share a story that comes from my book, X's and O's. And this was a story that wasn't part of my journal. It was part of my experience when, when I was writing the journal. Um, my current wife had made a decision that was not popular in the construction of our relationship. And I don't need to go in details. It was destructive. And I was contemplating on not continuing the relationship. Now, my mother came back into my life at 35. I didn't need a mother at that time. My brothers and sisters welcomed her in like there was no tomorrow, like nothing had ever happened. I lived out my whole life telling people my mother was dead. And so my family was big on honesty. People didn't like liars and thieves in my family. And I was, um, it was uncovered that I had been lying to everyone in my, my life, everyone I touched in, in life. And, and I had inspired a lot of people. All of a sudden, I had to live with my own truth. And that's the reason why being authentic um, is so important to me now, because I had to face my own reality. Um, brothers and sisters welcomed her in. And it wasn't until my father passed away um, 10 years ago that um, I looked at my mother because she came to see him in the hospital. He died of cancer which I hate the fact that people smoke and whatever. And I will tell you the story. I trained someone that owned a tobacco company. He basically said that stupid people smoke and they put a warning in there, but he refused to let his people smoke. So, you know, they're killing us for profit. And, and we, we volunteer to, to be part of the experiment. But going back to the conversation at hand is that normally after that conversation, I told my mom, I said, look, my children have a right to know their grandmother, regardless of how I feel about you. And I said, we're going to start over new. I said, as long as you don't recant the past or try to fill in the blanks and be something you're not, I can live with that. My children had the right to know their grandmother. She agreed. Um, so I said, every Sunday, and I do this with all my family members, we have a night or a day, I call. And I would call her right after church. And it was my own little private mo moment. The conversation on my hand was very surface. I just got to get the call over with. It was painful. She never knew it. And um, this day, it was a Saturday, I was out driving around and I called my mother, I pulled over into a parking lot of a grocery store, called her, um, shared with her the story because at that time I was like a little kid, I needed my mommy. I needed some advice because I was lost. And she gave me some great advice. And I, I, and I sat there and go, damn, my mom's smart. Um, and, I, and I said, oh, that's where I must get it from. And in closing the conversation, my mother told me she loved me and I said something and she goes, she never failed to not leave the, the, the call without a sucker punch. And I go, whoa, what? And she says, you always seem to hit me with a little something to make sure it hurts. And she goes, I deserve it. And I go, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't deserve it. And I apologize. I never treat an individual like that. And um, so, you know, we talked and she said she loved, you, loved me and I said I loved her. So when I got home, the wife asked me where, where I had been, told her what happened. And I said, something strange happened. I said, I called my mom. And she goes, why did you call your mom? It's Saturday. 
And I said, because, uh, and I told her the truth, I was contemplating, you know, repeating the, the first act with the first, with the second wife. And I said, but the difference was, um, my mother says she loved me. And she said, uh, your mom always says you love, love you. And I said, I said, I loved her too. And I said, but only, the only difference was I meant it. I found grace. Hmm. You know, we as people, we spend way too much time looking behind us and it prevents us from allowing us to appreciate where we're at presently and looking forward. And so when you talk about forgiveness, John Lewis is a fraternity brother of mine, Phi Beta Sigma. When I looked at the fact of two examples through our, our history and our faith and learning, God, forget Jesus Christ forgave a man that put a spear between his ribs. John Lewis forgave a man that looked different from him, that didn't know any better, almost beat him to death, forgave him in life. None of us are bigger than Jesus Christ. Mm -mm. And none of us are greater than Martin Luther King, John Lewis, uh, Malcolm X, or any of those other people that are trying to make a difference. The only person that's holding you in your space is you. And if you're allowing yourself to live with drama, your life will always be filled with drama. Give yourself your roses and give yourself permission to live the best life ever. And whatever's behind you stays behind you. That's the reason why the rearview mirror in your car is small and the window in the, uh, over your dash is big. Allows you to see what's in front of you, not behind you. Love it, love it. So I want to give a shout out to Miss Williams. She said, I'm listening right now. Hey. And also we have a Facebook user who says, happy to see the dream work. Yes, it does work when you're collaborating and working with the right people. So Kevin, that is so powerful in regards to the power of forgiveness because you're right. When you don't let go of that pain, um, you, you keep yourself within that same little world. You may be physically growing up, you're, you moved on, but you're still mentally, emotionally, you're at that same place. So um, hearing your journey and the progression of it and facing your reality, you live, you're a great storyteller. So you, you put yourself in a world that you felt conducive to uh, for you. I think it was like a survival mechanism for you. And so then you had to face reality and then go back and say, okay, I was living, I created my own world, but now the reality is, is this is what it really is, you know? And so being able to take accountability for that and then move forward um, with your mother as well. And finding out that you guys have more in common than when you, she gave you that great advice. You're like, wait a minute. I get that from her. She's smart. Yeah. yeah. So, that was amazing. Let's see. We have some more people. Time and maturity will heal all wounds through God. Great point. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And so this year, for the year of 2022, for the Tina Ramsey Showing Podcast, what we're doing is our Message of Hope series. We have our men and our women coming on at the end of the interview and just sharing a message of hope. It can be anything that you feel that has helped you or anything that you think that someone, um, that young man, that young woman needs to hear in order to start dreaming again, whatever that case may be. So I am going to give you the screen and let you share with us on today. What is Kevin's message of hope? I'm going to tell you, defeat is a state of mind. No one ever de is defeated until you accept defeat as your reality. 
To me, defeat is just merely something that's temporarily. It is the punishment that urges you um, to not live out your greatness or achieve your goals. I always say be yourself. Express yourself. Be true to your faith within yourself. Do not go out and try to duplicate the success of someone else. Create through consistency the success that will shine a light on your greatness. Be like water. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. That was a great message of hope because realizing basically he's saying you're good enough just the way you are. All right. You can learn from other people. Yes, we're all doing different. Some of us are doing the exact same thing like Kevin and I. And we can pull inspiration and say, hey, I do like that. Okay, now let me put the Kevin spin on it. Let me put the Tina spin on it. You can get inspiration from other people, but make sure that you stay true to yourself because that is going to bring the longevity that you desire. And so, Kevin, how can our viewing audience and also our listening audience connect with you on social media, your websites, join your network? And purchase your book. <laughs> um, you can purchase my books on Amazon.com um, or any of the um, book uh, networks, Barnes and Nobles, iBooks, um, Kindle, Audio, uh, Audible. My books are available uh, everywhere. Um, reach out to me at info at rmkproductions.net. You can see any of my episodes or any of the people that are on um, the part of the 10 United of part of RMK Productions. Go to our YouTube page at RMK Productions and Network and subscribe, follow, hit that little bell, and we'll um, um, send you notices. And if you really want to do something and make a difference, I'll give you my personal phone number, 610-212-9870. But if you're not about anything, don't dial those digits. It's only talk to people that have a higher call to action. So, Tina, I want to thank you. This was uh, special. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Again, I want to pop up this cover again. You guys, you can go and get X's and O's. You can also get Dating with a Full Deck. And I want you to also check out, this is his logo, RMK Productions and Network. And also check out his podcast and subscribe to his YouTube channel because like I said, he have many amazing uh, individual that comes on his show that you will learn something. It will change your life after you watch his uh, interviews. And so I really thoroughly enjoy it. I'm actually going to go back and rewatch my interview because it, it popped on the same time doing uh, Super Bowl. So I'm going to watch it. Can I say <laughs> one more thing? You sure can. Book covers. I want to thank um, Lisa Roberts Robinson. She was the, the 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 star on QVC that helped produce that um, uh, extraordinary book cover. I also want to for X for dating with the full deck. I had a young man that I'm bringing onto my podcast. Excellent photographer. He created this. His name is Jordan Lowell. He has an eye like freaking Picasso. Um, he did dating with a full deck. If you're looking for someone to uh, do something extraordinary for your 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 book, he is doing books for us now, covers for books. He is a gift. That is a beautiful cover. And I, I just want to thank you again for letting me get that little bit. I, I always want to make sure that I give everyone their roses because a lot of people, no one can do this one thing in life alone. So I'm all about collaboration. 
I 100% agree with you. And I always like to use this platform as a way to um, alert people to other people within the community that are just doing positive things. We are bombarded in the media with so much negativity. And so having a platform like mine and yours where they can see positivity and have positive media is very, very important to me. And so I just love um, seeing where everyone can get their roses now. <laughs> you know, now. And so as always, uh, we want all of you to stay motivated. We want you to know that you are loved. And we want you to stay positive and know that the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast, we have your back. So until next time, we want you to do what? We want you to keep smiling. <laughs> And Kevin, thank you so much for being our featured guest for today's show. And make sure that you guys show him some love by hitting that subscribe button and also purchasing his book. And if you are ready to take your podcast to the next level and join and commoderate with the both of us, and contact Kevin, but only if you're ready. Contact, contact Tina. Well, you're hey, are you you're ready? ready. Are you if ready? ready? You know, they're not ready. They can't call us if they're not ready. We only ready for motivated people that's want to make a positive impact. And I, Tina, I got to go out and get the world ready for you now. Okay, Tina. All right. All right. All right. So I am going to see you guys later. Thank you, Kevin. And I'll be talking to you off camera like always. (laughs) I'll see you later and enjoy the rest of your day. And for all of you, Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to like, follow, and share. And we'll see you with another amazing men's edition of our Message of Hope series. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for watching. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on YouTube. And if you would like to join our podcast network, which is for everyday people doing extraordinary things, go to ctrmedianetwork.com to join our network today and also listen to all the amazing podcasters that we currently have on our network. See you there. To be a featured guest on our show, go to thetinaramseyshow.com. Come share, shine, and grow on the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.